Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wigel, and I'm joined today for uh, one of the multiple of times, one of uh, Split Six's favorite guest Yay! hosts. She owns her, or she hosts her own podcast, Seriously, Let's Be Fucking Honest. She is a positive mindset coach. She has a dog named Shug. <laughs> <laughs> it is Stacy Hissong, everybody. Welcome back to the pod, Stacey. Ah, thank you. I'm so excited. You know how much I love to come get drunk with you and like record it. Hell so yeah. Fun. And last time we had to do it um, through Zoom because of quarantine. So like seeing your face and doing it in studio again. Yep. We are breaking all the laws. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what the laws are anymore, but. <laughs> no, you can have 20 inside now. We're fine. I've, I've definitely <laughs> broken that in the last couple of weeks. I'm sorry, everybody. But <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so how has quarantine been for you and everything? <sighs> so basically, uh, for me, what I just keep telling everybody is if you survive, then you are thriving in quarantine. I don't think that we need to set um, ourselves up with re- unrealistic expectations. Like I see all these fucking memes with people saying, if you didn't come out of quarantine with a new new skill, then you wasted your time. Uh, nah, bitch, it's a global pandemic and people are dying. How about we just deal with that? So as somebody who's an empath, you know, I feel for everybody else. So all of my nurse friends and my teacher friends and my parent friends and all of that shit and then dealing with my own mental health. I survived. I'm still surviving. <laughs> and uh, I drank a lot of fucking White Claw. Like a lot yeah. of White Claw. I got really into Truly Lemonades for a while. Um, but I went back just kind of being my normal wine girl now. But yeah, I always love to drink a beer with you. My new skills from quarantine are learning how to Grubhub a ridiculous amount of ta- Taco Bell, <laughs> even though I could just drive to the thing. It's but, right down the street. Yeah, literally, but just like, eh, I don't feel like it. Yeah. I want to sit here on my couch in my underwear. Yeah. You know what's the worst? What? Well, first of all, the best thing about quarantine is contact-free delivery. Yes, agreed, agreed. The worst thing is when you order contact-free contact delivery and they still want you to like, want to like hand the food to you. Yeah, So I have, I really am like confused because Taco Bell, I go to the one that's like kind of in between us over at like, I mean, people, Ford Ford and Newburgh, like Ford and Newburgh. It's a new one. It's beautiful. Oh, okay. Um, It opened shortly before quarantine. So, um, but they're thriving. Their drive through is always packed. Um, So that's when I go to because I just feel like it's cleaner anyway. And I went there the first few times that I actually did take out because I tried really hard to like support local and and do carryouts and stuff. Yeah. Everybody needs some Taco Bell in their fucking life, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm pissed at Taco Bell right now, but we do need it, so. Oh, well, we can talk about Taco Bell. I mean, Taco Bell is What the fuck are they doing getting rid of the potatoes and getting rid of the Mexican pizza and, like. <sighs> the nachos, like, this, I always got the three three soft taco meal plus mm. a nacho supreme. I can't eat three soft tacos and a full fucking nacho del grande. <laughs> That's just wasteful. I can't do that. This, this, this Taco Bell reduction of their menu is a coordinated strike against vegetarians. But. The other thing I don't understand is why the fuck do they keep coming out with special items? Just leave the staples alone and we'll be fine. Uh, my my friend uh, Christina, who's been on the pod before, used to work at Taco Bell. And her theory is that they're doing everything so they can uh, reduce labor costs. Because they're getting rid of everything that takes a lot more time to prepare. And like you need somebody. Like if you're making a Mex- Mexican pizza, you need somebody on the fryer the whole time making them. Uh... So fuck Taco Bell. Um, I'm still going to eat you only once every other week. Oh, I'm going to get it when I leave here. That was my plan for dinner tonight (laughs) until I realized that I wrote the wrong day that I was supposed to be on this and and was excited to come here. But yeah, so 
basically quarantine. That's what I felt. My biggest skill is I've been kickboxing, so I kickbox. Yeah, well, we're, 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 we're about to jump into sports in oh. a second, so we will talk about that. Oh, okay. okay. Beer number one, sports. We also forgot to introduce the beer before we yeah. get into uh, the but, wonderful but world of kickboxing. this is what we do, I feel like, every time we just start talking and shit happens. Oh, God. So. It's, it's, it, I hate it when I have a guest where it's, like, really hard to... Uh, no offense to any other guests that uh, have been on this podcast. <laughs> All the offense. All the offense. <laughs> Learn how to talk, bitches. But sometimes the beginning segment is the hardest to get through because people aren't prepared to talk about life. When I'm like, what are you doing on the podcast? But, you know, I guess I did ask you to be here. So, Stacey, what are we drinking tonight? <laughs> so, we are drinking Shorts Brew Mule Beer. It is all brewed with lime and ginger beer served in copper. Well, that's just fancy. We didn't even cheers. You don't cheers? Oh, uh, we can like cheers. A thing. Sorry, I, I was trying to abide by the social distancing rules. I mean, uh, we're still six feet away, and my well, my arms are short. That probably yeah, your arms are what like two feet long. <laughs> they're probably shorter than that. I'd imagine. <laughs> my brother calls me T Rex. So. Um. Yeah, this tastes like a Moscow Mule, like which is what I'm sure it was designed to taste like. Did so, they say it's served in copper? It does, yeah. So this yeah, is just I a read random right from the can. Random copper can. Yeah, so basically we can go pawn this shit later. Or like scrap, scrap, that's what the word is. I was no, it says about. best served in copper. Whoops. Learn how to read, Miss Hisong. I know, that master's <laughs> degree really, it, it does a lot of work for me. I host a podcast and sell vibrators, so... <laughs> everyone's dream you know my dad was real proud until he realized how much money that you can make from selling sex yeah i mean i'm halfway there i host the podcast i just don't sell vibrators i don't have a really good market discount yeah 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 that's fair that's fair um so kickboxing yeah um you've been going to like a a kickboxing is it like a class or yeah so it's a studio and they only offer kickboxing that's it and I've been going, my year anniversary is November 5th, so it's been almost a whole year. Nice. Um, but basically, I started going because uh, last Halloween time, my dad and I went to Boston. My dad mm. is almost 60 and a chronic smoker, and I had to sit down and take more breaks than he did. I was, like, exhausted, and I mm. just I, I just was not in a good place, like, mentally, physically, any of that. So I came home, and I was like, I got to figure some shit out. The gym has never worked for me. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'll try it. I have a lot of stress and anger, so let's put it somewhere. And I went and I was hooked. And now I've been doing it for, like I said, almost a year. And um, I will hit my 150th class by my year anniversary. So Hell, hell yeah. yeah. Um, shout out to you. Thanks. Um Also, shout Thanks. out to Boston. My uh, my brother's girlfriend, Kelly. I guess I shouldn't introduce. My friend, Kelly, <laughs> um, who has been on the podcast before, okay. is from Boston and uh, goes there frequently. Boston. So. I love it. I got a shirt with a with a Boston, like the French bulldog, the little Boston terrier, Boston terrier. They're, Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, I was going to say, I don't, I don't, or bulldogs associated, no, no, but it's, now I get it's it. It's <laughs> not. I mean, Frenchies and Boston terriers kind of look alike, but usually they're like black and white. And um, I got a shirt when I was in Boston and it says, Bach, Bach. Oh, okay. I knew it would that's land. That's that Boston accent. Mm-hmm. But um, I saw it on the first day we were there, and I walked around Boston for four days just repeating that randomly. And, bah, bah. Yeah, my dad finally was like, we're going back to get that fucking sweatshirt. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> so um, uh, this uh, kickboxing studio, mm-hmm. um, do you like um, actually like fight other people? No. 
No? Are, no. are you eventually going to, or is it just, nope. just so training? Nope. It's, so it's just training. Um, so, you know, sometimes people take, like, cardio kickboxing classes, but typically it's shadow boxing. These are, like, full 300-pound bags, like, all of that stuff. We learn real technique. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to do partner glove drills at the end, which... <laughs> social distancing we don't do anymore and now we just get more conditioning yeah bullshit um (laughs) i let them know every every class how much i hate it uh but no so um we you know jab cross hooks roundhouses all the things every time i roundhouse i think about napoleon dynamite like it's a thing yeah so like is it just because of social distancing that you're not fighting uh like actual fighting other no people, or so is it just that's just not their deal that's just not their deal like mm-hmm. it's not it's not like a karate or anything like that like it's literally you go and it's about you it's like your yeah. hour of the day where you just chill and not chill like the opposite of chill but basically turn the world off and get to focus on yourself right um and then partner glove drill still wasn't like hitting other people it was you know like putting your hands up and me hitting their gloves and then them hitting my gloves um but i missed that because that was at least like i mean you could look at somebody's face and like imagine hitting that a little (laughs) bit more even though it was like friends of mine but it was fine but yeah it's it's been amazing for me um physically for sure but also just mentally what it's done for me like the clarity anytime i'm having a bad day i was like fuck it i'll just i'll get on a bag so during quarantine they did live streams three times a day every single day for us um and i have yeah and i have a bag in my basement so i still worked out like a lot and coming out of quarantine going back to like the real studio and the real bag and stuff like that has just made me start going even more than i was you've been doing it for almost a year now do you feel like strong as fuck like especially in your legs um, yeah, so my legs have always been strong. I was a cheerleader and a dancer, so my yeah. legs have always been, like, I, I'm, yeah, they've always been really strong. Um, but now it's <laughs> Look crazy. at them legs, right, everybody, right. come on. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's been really crazy, like, seeing some definition in my triceps and, like, Ooh. shit that I didn't even know existed, like... I oh, know, I forgot. It's it, like it's not just kick. Like it, you, you punch with your arms. Oh too, yeah, right. Oh yeah, like it's mostly. just boxing with like you're allowed to kick too. Correct. Essentially, that's the difference. Correct. Right? So it's like basically in between boxing and MMA, it's like you know mm. you don't try and murder somebody else, but you also get to kick. Well, I mean, if you roundhouse kick somebody, that's the quick, quick murder. If they, right, if like MMA, but I'm it. just saying we just have the bags. Right. So do you think it. how would how would you if you were to be into a kickboxing fight? I don't know if that's anything you'd ever be interested in doing, but um, uh, do you think you would hold your own? I think it would depend on height for me, honestly. Um, oh yeah. Because I'm. Do you um, have short legs? Yeah. You have short arms, so yeah. I'm five two. <laughs> um, short arms, short legs, so I would have to get really close to land things. But as far as like endurance and strength. I think that I'm I'm getting to a point. It would have to be another novice, obviously. But yeah, I, yeah. I definitely, I feel more comfortable now if mm. somebody were to walk up to me and start some shit that I wouldn't get my ass kicked. Right, yeah. Just kick them in the face. Yeah. If they're, as long as they're um, uh, as long, on, on under 5'8". Right. As, <laughs> as long as my leg could reach them. But yeah, I don't know. I love it. It's, it's really, really good and healthy. And I've met some of my closest friends now through mm. there. So it's been cool. So, like, what's the deal when you go there? Just, like, um, you, like, I guess describe, like, your first time going there. Yeah, so the first time you go, you do a consult. You fill out, like, the paperwork, like, you know, why are you here? All of that shit. Because I hate men. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Sometimes. But, no. um, So, basically, you know, they want to know what your goals are and if you have health conditions. You know, like, all the standard paperwork that you go into any gym you fill out. 
Um, and then you have like your little consult with one of the coaches and then they um, teach you the standard, like the simple beginner. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um, the beginning like punches the core of what we do in kickboxing. Mm. And then um, basically they kick you at kick your ass 15 minutes is warm up it's straight cardio for 15 minutes it's the worst thing that's ever happened to my life and then we have six bag rounds and then we do conditioning at the end and i'm out in an hour and i've never enjoyed something as well as seen results like i have with kickboxing so is it like uh only for um uh, women or okay nope so some studios are like that but this Mm -hmm. art is not um so out of our trainers we have um, two trainers and the owner are female and then three male trainers too. Okay. So it's, it's mixed. There are more females than males. Um, just because I think like, you know, you're not lifting heavy weights and yeah, grunt, you're not grunting like, being also, and, like this, this sounds like something I could get on. board. Yeah. With, to be it's, yeah. So yeah, we have, we definitely have, um, a good amount of uh, men that do it as well. So yeah, it's very cool. I'm very grateful i found it especially when i did i don't know that i would have made it through quarantine without the people that i met yeah. there and without the ability to beat the shit out of something so. <laughs> yeah um it sounds like like interesting in the aspect of like because you know i've never been one to work out and i've yeah. like been a few times mm-hmm. but like I, it's just so boring and unstimulating to me but it sounds like kickbox might be something like to also like uh get fitness in and like have fun doing it you know yeah and that's that's the part like i really enjoy it i laugh like a lot because you just develop like a really close bond with they the have a standard comedian in the corner the whole time i mean it's, it's me basically <laughs> like saying stupid shit is really really who the comedian in the class says no but it's just it's enjoyable and you can tell that the people that are there want to be there but that the instructors also really like care about what your goals are so i have a history with an eating disorder mm-hmm. and i've been very clear about that from the beginning i will not get on a scale that is not i that is not what i'm here for i right. will not get on a scale because then it fucks with my head i will not do your nutrition plan because it will fuck with my head like i i know my triggers yeah, yeah and they've never once pushed me i was getting weight or i was getting measured by one of the female coaches once a month just to see what my progress was because i asked for it um, mm-hmm. But I haven't been measured since March. Since is measuring everything. like like measuring like how so, much like, how much your muscles have grown? <laughs> no, uh, well, I mean, I guess kind of, but it's like so. Well, when I was does... working, I know my 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 friend, uh, Kurt, uh, yeah. like bought like a measuring tape to like yeah. see if my, not that mine mine made any progress. <laughs> I got little fucking stick arms. But... <laughs> so they do bust waist and hips. So really, okay. they're trying to see more for tone. Like when you're there, you're mm. really looking more for tone. So even my arms, even though they're getting stronger, they are getting smaller because, you know, I got that bingo wing. When you wave, it waves back. So, <laughs> like that's what we're Is trying to get rid of. they call it? Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what we're trying to get rid of. So, um, but yeah, it's it's just nice like feeling validated in the fact that I'm not, I, I don't care if the number goes down on the scale. I want to feel better. Yeah. And that's what I've accomplished. You're there. You're there to get stronger essentially mm-hmm. not to mm-hmm. get more i i don't know like uh i guess like ripped or right. skinny like i don't i just want to be strong like i just want to yeah. feel good mm-hmm. that, that's uh that's awesome um i that sounds like something i mean it'd be interesting for me to at least come check it absolutely. out absolutely you can sign up for like a starter package i'll get you all the shit out there <laughs> say my name i get a discount. if i can do kickboxing <laughs> with my hip history that would be fucking impressive for myself <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. They do do modifications for people, though. So. Oh, fuck it, dude. I had a good doctor. I got this shit. 
<laughs> I already got strong legs. I walk up and down and I'm uh, a fucking van every day. That's like, true. Multiple times. That's true. I mean, Strongest calf muscles in Garden City, baby. Th- there's like two steps in your van, but yeah. Yeah. I, I can see. My room is upstairs. Does that count? <laughs> That's true. That's true. You do walk that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have stairs on your porch. Yep. See? <laughs> Look right. at this. Oh, I don't even shit. need kickboxing. No, fuck it. I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, well, oh, uh, that's cool. I'm very, uh, happy that's working out for yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank um, you. you've been, uh, fucking with any of the other sports that are going on in the, uh, uh, whatever we're pretending is the normal world. Right. Um, in this new normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did not watch the NFL the first week. I did watch it last week. Um, I'm a Steelers fan. I was gonna say, are you? Means... A, you're not. You're not a Lions fan. I, 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 it's I not that, that I'm not a fan. It's just I know what to expect from them. Like it's not fun for me. It's I. I oh no, it's terrible. Like, yeah. So like I'll go to a game. I used to nanny for some Lions players. So like I used to yeah, go to games. Yes, I knew yes, that. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'll watch the Lions, but I don't give a fuck what they do because it's expected. You know. Right. So Um. But I'm a Steelers fan, and so this week, you know, they're playing the Titans. And last I heard, they weren't sure if the game was even happening because. Oh, this perfectly leads into what I wanted to talk about. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I've caught some of the bubble basketball and a little bit. But... A little... Were you ever into hockey? No, I don't like hockey. Okay. Oh, well, hockey just crowned their champion. Uh, congrats to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. My brother and girlfriend, his girlfriend lived there. So I knew all about that. Yes. I was but... down there during the playoffs. Really? Yeah. I was just down there like uh, three weeks ago. You risky motherfucker going to Florida in these trying times? Hey. They Not that it. I didn't just buy a forty-two dollar ticket to, round ticket to uh, Denver in a couple weeks. <laughs> they uh, there was some family stuff going on, so they needed me to come down there. So that's the only reason I did it, and I was very safe and cautious. And well, let's honestly, dive really deep into this family. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out. Um, that is not what I'm here for. Okay, I'm here to make people laugh, not figure this shit out. Um, but yeah, so honestly, airports and airplanes are the cleanest places I've fucking been since anything has happened. What'd you fly? So, I flew Southwest. Okay. I flew Spirit what? to Denver, um, earlier in the year cause the ticket was so cheap. No. And let me tell you, I have to sit socially distanced at a bar, but I can go on a Spirit jam packed flight. As long as I order a beer, I'm allowed to take my mask down. So, so you couldn't drink. They gave water and that was it. You can't drink on the flights on Southwest. Every single middle seat is not being booked. They're not booking enough seats. You can't drink on the flights? Oh, no. Well, I'm, then shout out to Spirit, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> I Delta is the same way with the middle seats and all of that, too, right mm. now. I know I've seen commercials that starting October 31st, or starting November 1st, that might change, but... Um, yeah. I honestly was in a row by myself every every flight that I had to take. And um, the only airport I had a layover both to and from and the only place I've actually not told a lot of people I flew because I knew people were going to be really like weary about yeah. it. Um, well, it's okay. Only 45 people listen to this podcast. Okay, so. perfect. Don't worry, guys. I was safe. All 45 of you, if you've seen me, I promise I was safe. I I, I isolated for a few days. I, I, I'm I good. Um, so, fuck. Um, so... Oh, now I lost a train of thought. Da, 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 da. It's okay. You were talking- oh, mid. So midway, I had a layover in midway in Chicago, and they yeah. didn't enforce shit. Like people had masks, but they were like pulled down. No one was saying shit to them. But everywhere, Tampa, um, Tampa, I I had a layover over in Baltimore, and then um, <laughs> Detroit. They they were all like wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
everything about the airport experience that I had was like seemed pretty fine, except for getting on the flight, like the packing us all in there, which was crazy. I thought. that is insane. I did fly over Fourth of July, but like still, like oh, you're giving me shit. You've flown like thirty seven times, bro. What? What? <laughs> I'm flying. Well, yeah, this is gonna be my second flight for the year, <laughs> um, but I'm flying it over Halloween, so maybe this is gonna be the same experience. But it's Frontier this time, okay. and. I don't know. The ticket was $42. What am I, I supposed it. to do? Well, and honestly, um, spirit's disgusting regardless. It doesn't matter. Oh, I, I, also, I also took like thieves hand sanitizer and spray and sprayed down everything before I sat down because even though they do it, I also am already, I've already always been weird about flights. Yeah. So I always wear a hoodie. I was going from here to fucking Tampa and I had a hoodie on. Didn't matter to me. Is that um, supposed to protect you more? <laughs> I can put it up over my hair. Oh. So when I lean back, it doesn't touch the back of my head. That makes sense, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's like a thing for me. Like, I have to wear a hoodie on a flight because, and I've all, no matter what, no matter mm. what time of year where I'm going, I went to Jamaica, fucking wore a hoodie. Doesn't yeah, matter. So and like, then, like, the second I'm off, I'm like stripping down, like walking up the fucking terminal. But yeah. So you're, you're a bit of a germaphobe? Um, I wouldn't say that. I think that I just am a little bit more cautious because I know people are disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked in a lot of um, nonprofits and and just different things and the things that I've seen. I've worked in restaurants, like yeah, just yeah. shit that I've seen and know how gross people are. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just protect myself, however I can. But honestly, like if you were like, here, says try this beer, I would drink that even after COVID because I know you. I mean, well, I don't really know everywhere your mouth's been. I don't want to either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm not. I will not tell. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not like super germaphobic like that. It's just more in situations where mass amounts of people are. Mm -hmm. Like I won't touch handrails unless I wash my hand. Like I have gloves on or something. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, I've I've never really been like a super uh, a germaphobe or anything. Like I'm a I'm more afraid of. And maybe I shouldn't admit this, but I'm a I don't I don't really like hand sanitizer and I'm afraid of it. And I've only used it like twice in my life. I just will not use it because. I think when I was in like um uh, middle school, somebody one of my teachers told me that like it kills all the good germs on your hands too, and yeah. it just always stuck with me, and I've just never used it, and I still don't want to. Yeah, um, no, but. and and I under I definitely understand that mentality that people have. Like we have to build up our immunity, which is why I'll drink after somebody else, or why yeah I... to build up the immunity exactly, exactly. <laughs> not because I want to get fucking hammered, no. Um, but you know, I mean, there are certain things that I do to make sure that like I'm still exposed to stuff. I don't freak out at like gas pumps or anything, but I will yeah. sanitize my hands after. Mm. Um, I but I do think we have to build that immunity in some way, shape, or form. It's just I'd prefer it not to be from strangers, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, anything that happens in a bathroom, yeah, that grosses me out. That freaks me out. But otherwise, I'm just like, ah, whatever. I mean, in in these trying times, yeah, of course, I, I still wear my normal. mask everywhere for my job that I have. Mm-hmm. I'm required to for every stop I go into, even though every stop I go to, no one else is. But whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird world. But um, anyways, what I want to talk about with uh the Steelers and Titans game. So the NFL just had their first coronavirus outbreak. Yeah. Exciting times. Right. Two Um, teams, right? Titans and somebody else. Just the Titans so far. Okay. Um, They played the Vikings. Oh, that's okay. But uh, no Vikings players have tested positive yet, but like eight or so of the Titans have. So they are in the process of rescheduling this game to probably Monday or Tuesday rather than Sunday, which I don't really know what the difference that makes, but um, 
yeah uh we're lucky so far with the nfl and how it's been like pretty flawless for the first um three weeks and it sounds like if no none of the vikings players test positive and if they can control it with the titans players it sounds like we might get away with like um something uh that could have been a lot worse so we'll see i don't know this whole you know like hockey and basketball they did it right. Yeah, agreed. Like creating these bubbles where they've had like no issue. Like hockey finished their season. Basketball's on the precipice of finishing. Seeing the finals right. are starting. I it might even be today, um, but football like doing it, like pretending like it's normal is a little. I don't know, a little off putting. Like I, they they better they better create a bubble for the playoffs or else that could just go fucking really bad. Yeah, I I totally agree. Like I I got goosebumps like even talking about this because it it's really difficult for me no matter what you believe, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't even want to get into a conversation if, if you believe it's real or if it's fake. Oh, yeah, or we got politics or, for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, regardless of what you believe, my biggest thing is you put a cloth over your face to possibly protect people. And I, like I, I said earlier, I'm an empath. I have a really hard time with the idea. Like, when I flew to Florida, anyone who was close to me, they knew I was going. If you want to quarantine from me for two weeks, I, I'm not mad. Yeah. I quarantined from my family when they flew. Like, I did those things because if I was the res- if I was patient zero for my group of friends, yeah, right. I would not be able to deal with that. Mm. So seeing that, to me, I didn't think the NFL was going to happen. I'm, I'm shocked that it's happening in just a normal fashion, mm. with the exception of fans. But they're starting to let fans back. Like, my, I think I had initially heard that after week four they were talking about letting a, a small number of people in oh i mean it. they the, the opening game uh kansas city um against uh houston they had fans there like they just like a smaller amount yeah you know those fans that booed the moment of unity when they were oh that's right that's right <laughs> yeah i i fucking I what a hilarious put, world <laughs> i didn't even put that together but yeah i saw that i just i i just have a really hard time with people who have an issue wearing a mask Yes, but just in general for the simple fact that why are we such a I'm about to, oh, fuck, get off your soapbox. Um, I have such a hard time with She's standing up right now, <laughs> arms spread all all all, all uh, one and a half feet of those arms. <laughs> I have a hard time with the fact that we are this individualistic culture and basically no one else in the world is. And I don't understand why your comfort level is more important than someone's life. Like I, I just, when I can't understand things, like it, it honestly boggles mm. my mind. Like I, I'm getting, I'm, I'm tearing up. Like I'm getting really <laughs> upset, honestly, just because of the simple fact that I just don't, I don't understand that. I wish that I knew how to be that selfish. I wish that I could like not care about other people. I wish yeah. that I could just do whatever the fuck I wanted without consequences. Am I going to bars or to restaurants? Yes, but I'm sitting on the patio most of the time. Or I'm only going to places where I know the owners or the staff or, you know, that I feel safe contained. Them. Yeah. And and again, everyone has the right to do whatever you want to. But I just kind of feel like I'm put in. The, I'm just dropped in this wrong country for so many reasons because again politics coming up um (laughs) but i feel like i was kind of put like this life i was put here and it's like nah bitch you were supposed to be over in like italy or australia or somewhere where they fucking made sure that their people Mm. were safe and the other people cared about the other people like that's what's mind-boggling to me like if i like there's no way if i even felt slight symptoms 
I would have been like, bro, if you right. can't come over, like, didn't didn't matter. Because there's no way I would be patient zero. And the fact that people are just like, oh, yeah, let's go watch an NFL game and give fucking rich people more fucking money right. is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it sucks not to have all that entertainment. I miss my shows, but, again. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 weird. It's just, I think it's a product of... Uh, American society and how we've let our media kind of run rampant with being the both sides isms and like denying science or like finding talking points that could somehow refute potential science or whatnot like you know not following directions and believing all in all these goddamn conspiracy theories right. which I fucking hate yeah and uh, you know being an American and thinking like no one can tell me what to do this is America <laughs> like that's what we're built on no one can tell me what to do it's like okay well yeah you're probably a white male um so um um get out get out of here for a second <laughs> and yeah oh it's unfortunate um and it's 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 hard to even know what to say to like these people who are just telling you that it's a, a hoax and the virus isn't real when you have the president saying and echoing the same things even though he's on tape saying other things and but like you can see the people being uninfected by the things that come out about uh, Donald Trump and still believing their own little set ways and their own little talking points and yeah it's like what are we what are we supposed to do really right like, that's what the mindset I'm in. like okay yeah I can keep uh, respecting all the social distancing rules um, wearing like I am still wearing a mask I'm not respecting all the social distancing rules but mm-hmm. um, I can keep doing all of this stuff but I'm not really benefiting anybody because everyone else is fucking breaking them yeah and i'm just hurting myself for no reason um i don't know i don't know (laughs) well and that's the thing i don't know like i don't i don't know that there's like an answer to make it right or or anything like that but again at the end of the day the main question is how do i feel about the nfl going back like there's nothing wrong Mm. i I feel it's fucking greedy it's especially from an organization as you mentioned who has fans that fucking boo peaceful protests, who yeah. have blacklisted so many players for peaceful protested. Right. And and they just get to go go back and make all the money and do all these things where I'm not even an NBA fan, really, but the, the NBA players, and, and not saying the NFL players didn't, but not like the NBA players had shit to say. They stood oh, yeah. up. They stood out. They showed off. They did. They did what they needed to do and to speak and, you know, basically say, let me out of this fucking bubble because I need to make change. Yeah. NBA was like the, the most impressive of all. I, I completely agree. And I saw a status from somebody that said, oh, now you won't play basketball like we cared anyway. If that's what you took from that, because I don't care that they didn't play basketball. I took that they have a fucking platform that they're going to use mm. for good. It's the same thing when, you know, I never spoke about politics or or social justice stuff or anything like that mm. on, because I, I own businesses, right? Like, right. you just don't do that unless you have a podcast where you get it's like to, when my, right? It's like when Michael Jordan says, like, why, when someone asked him, like, back in the day, like, why don't you speak up about, like, uh, racial injustice? And yeah. He's like, well, because Republicans buy sneakers, too. Yeah. Like, because this is the product of capitalism. Yeah. And... And, you know, I didn't do it for a long time. And two years ago, when the abortion ban started happening, I was like, I can't sit by. 
right? I can't sit by. I can't. I have. I have an audience, and, and that mm. was pre-podcast. You know, so now that I have the podcast with all the racial injustices, not that they just started or just came to light, but yeah. with the the heightening of this new with this movement, I couldn't sit back and not do anything. And that's for somebody who has a you know seventeen thousand audience, not. Yeah millions of fucking people they took what they had and knew that it could damage their income but guess what they did it because it was the right thing to do and so watching the nfl come back like it's no fucking big deal having these fans in the stadiums that are gonna boo peaceful protests and then still make fucking money yeah, having these people doing, like, the literal least they can do by wearing a little sticker on the helmet that says BLM. Like, you yeah. know, like, I mean, they, like, that's why the NBA is so great because they were, like, threatening to, to um, leave, st- like, stop yeah. the season midway mm-hmm. through, even after they started the bubble. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks were the ones that started it right after um, the killing of, I'm, I'm sorry, I forget his name. Blake, uh, Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. And uh, then they, like, they didn't come out, they didn't play. Orlando also said like, oh, we're not taking yep. the automatic law or the automatic win. Like, we'll, yep. we'll stand with you in solidarity." And then like those players got on the phone with um, the uh, the state congress or yep. whatnot, talking about what to do. And I'm yep. not sure that anything's happened like you know um, monumentally that is going to end pr- police brutality against uh, black people. But you know, at least they are attempting and still trying to you know get their bag. I don't, I don't, I don't. It's a, it's a. We live in a in a crazy fucking world that is so so divided and i don't really i don't have an answer other than fucking mass chaos and pain and and i think i think the thing that like i was so appalled when somebody said who cares if you don't play basketball the thing the thing of the matter at the end of the day is again if that's what you saw this was about that's the fucking problem that right right there is the problem Mm -hmm. and at at some point i finally got into the point because i was very much up at the beginning, like anyone who posted negative shit, I was schooling them left and fucking right. Because again, at the end of the day, not only have I always been involved in social justice and, and things like that, I'm educated as fuck. Like, right. I, w- I will murder you with my words. <laughs> like, I might say fuck in the middle of it, but it still sounds intelligent. That's how you know someone's smart, right? When you can say fuck and it still sounds yeah. intelligent as hell. So seeing these things i was like a word warrior right like i was going and i've now gotten to the point where i'm still speaking up and putting things out there but i also have to understand that i have to delete certain people because you can't fix stupid yeah it's beer number two entertainment well i'm just finishing uh this uh, talk. Yeah, you can't fix stupid. So, like, you know, like what I say at the end of this podcast every time is it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. I'm like, I've been questioning that. Like, I don't really like. We can't fix stupid. Right. But right, I said right. I just <laughs> I said it by the beer. <laughs> but what do we do? So do we ignore it and let it ruminate and grow into like this no. other untreated mass? No, I I don't believe so because. I mean, I'll, you want me to get social justice? I'll get real social justice on you, right? So I I believe that as white people, mm-hmm. it is our job to continue to amplify and spread the message of melanated voices, right? Like after we all posted a black fucking box on Instagram when all this, you know, went down in June, at the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I didn't do that because I think that's like, what is this? Is this just... Exactly, exactly. Okay, so... It's not anything. 
But so many people did that to placate and sh- and be like, oh, I, I, I support this movement. Yeah. But in reality, what are you doing? There is so much shit that we have to unlearn mm-hmm. and do. Now, I will never speak on behalf of the black community because guess what? I ain't part of it. Right. Um, but I will make sure that when people are in my presence and they say some dumbass shit, I'm going to let them know that's ignorant and racist. I don't necessarily have to educate them, especially if I point it out and they don't understand how it's wrong. If they're open to a conversation, I will 100% do that. Mm-hmm. But I feel that each... And this might be a little bit of my idealism showing through, but I feel like each generation, it does get a little bit better. Okay. What we're seeing right now doesn't really speak to that. Yeah. There's a big, big regression going on right now. But I, I feel like a look at the fucking president, which again, politics, I know. And B, (laughs) um, we didn't have social media and all of the news outlets from the time, you know, when all this, the civil rights movement happened yeah. to, you know, the last 5, 10, 15 years. So there was fucking Malice Green here in Detroit, fucking Rodney King in L.A., the riots, the Detroit riots. Like, all of those things have been happening all along. Mm-hmm. So what was happening that we didn't know? Now we get to see it because there's camera phones and social media and all of those things. I feel like... Our generation, the millennials that think, you know, we're lazy and we're this. I'm an elder millennial. I won't fully claim millennial just to be fair, but I am definitely an elder millennial. Um, but I I feel like there are more of us that see things for what we want them to be and are making the steps to make them right. Whereas looking at the boomers, they, well, yeah, that's not right, but I'm not going to start an argument with my friend. Dude, I will fucking never speak to aunt sally again if she can't get it through her fucking head i had to go see my grandmother and she was at my mom's house and whatever i wore my fuck racism shirt next Mm. time i saw her i wore my three different color hands that are put up in the solidarity fist that say fed up next time i saw her refused to be silenced yeah that she didn't like it any of the time. I don't care. This is who I am. You want to say the shit you want to say. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Because, again, I'll murder you with words. <laughs> and then I'm going to get up and walk away because I did what I have to do. So I don't I don't think that we can fix it alone. But I think as allies, we have to do what we can when we see those melanated voices saying the things and teaching the lessons and doing those things. We have to amplify those right. because those accounts, even on Instagram last week, were getting fucking shadow banned. Like, it was crazy. Wait, what was happening? So a lot of um, social justice accounts were getting shadow banned on Instagram using certain hashtags. Like, What does shadow ban mean? So on Instagram, shadow ban means you basically use a hashtag that Instagram doesn't like. Mm. Um, so, like, for instance, if you go to put in it, um, I'm trying to think, like, I don't know if this is one, but like booty shorts. Let's say you use booty yeah. shorts, okay? Hashtag booty shorts. Hashtag booty shorts. Every tweet I tweet. <laughs> <laughs> if you if they've de- deemed that like inappropriate. Uh, inappropriate it goes against their rules then they will shadow ban the account so you won't see the stuff through that hashtag okay and they were doing that with like social justice uh, yes. hashtags yes is that like that can't be just twitter that's got to be their log it was uh, their... it was insta so uh, well, well I, twitter I could, probably i could, I could but... see it being instagram because they're run by zuckerberg right i think jack from twitter is a little bit more progressive than mm-hmm. zuckerberg is mm-hmm. but 
But I also I I know this other thing that's been happening on Twitter. Like there's been accounts that are posting like a very vertical image where like it won't fit on uh, one. Yeah. You know thing. So like it it the uh, algorithm chooses like which part of the image to show as the header. Okay. And they were doing one with like Mitch McConnell, then like a white screen, and then like um uh, Barack Obama. And they did it with a bunch of different people with black and white people. And every single time, the algorithm would only show the white person yeah. until you clicked on it. Mm-hmm. And that is is it is like a clear night and day example yeah. of like uh, institutional racism. One hundred percent. Like our computers are racist. Yeah. Is, is, is what, well, is what they're so trying many, to say. So like, many people have a problem with facial recognition because of that reason. Yeah. Right. You know, like I, I and again, I don't know the right answer there because there is a part of me that still is. As somebody who, you know, I'm a domestic abuse and sexual assault survivor, like, I'm somebody who I I believe that it's important that we're able to find find these people that do these things. But at the same time, if, if the system is fucking corrupt... Yeah, it's, what do we do? How do we fix a right, corrupt system other right. than burning it down, which yeah. is what I've been advocating for I mean, on this podcast. Like, I've been advocating a lot for anarchy. Well, I guess we'll get into this in, yeah. in uh, politics. I think we should just say all three. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, Wait, r- real okay. quick, anything you're fucking with these days in the entertainment or music or TV shows? True story. Or- true story. So, I do, I have a hold up. I okay, thought of one. Let's use it. It's probably still kind of, it's probably political anyway. But I do have a question because this is something that I've been seeing more and more. And because out of most men I know, I feel that you are, you embody, true story, 100%, but you embody (laughs) what it means to be a feminist with not, without taking that word being a derogatory thing, right? Oh, yeah. So. Proud, proud fucking feminist over here. Right. So I, and with everything happening intersectionalism has to be intersectionality has to be a bigger part of feminism and things like that so i guess my question for you my hold up is kind of as a man how are you able to be like no i just want equality for all versus you being the white man that many white men are that are like no i want equality for all but don't take anything away from me um well i think like in terms of like this question like First of all, what are they taking away from you? That's my first question. Um, all the power. Like, yeah, they're they're taking away your um, uh, your like starting on second baseness. Equality. It doesn't mean we're taking anything away. We're just we're just promoting everybody else. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the simple answer to it. The real thing that like uh, you know, me as a privileged white man need to realize is like, okay, just because somebody else is uh doing something that maybe you don't agree with or whatnot doesn't mean they don't deserve to like have that same opportunity that you have and i i it's really hard for me to like fathom the the mindset like i, I guess it I, it's not that hard because like it does seem like you're taken away from because you're taken away from white people because you don't have like this automatic like uh, get out of jail free card mm-hmm. or this other stuff but like it's hard for me to understand how people don't think that's the right thing to do right um so yeah, I don't know. Like, like I don't understand. I don't. It's hard for me to understand. Like, <laughs> I guess. Like, how do we make the word feminist mm-hmm. less of this like to- like toxic word? I I know that I was for a long time embarrassed to call myself a feminist mm-hmm. because 
again, I was younger and cared a lot, cared a lot more about what people thought about me then than I give a fuck about now. <laughs> um, but for a long time, I was like, well, I can't say I'm a feminist. That means that I want women to be the best. I want women to have all the power. I want with not, you know, again, because that's what they basically make it sound like right. is driving home this idea that that feminists really like hate all men and and we want all the power and we want this and we want that when in reality feminism intersectionality feminism which is important again that we make sure to talk about is does that all, does that mean like male and female feminism and or? races because okay. you know we celebrate and and this this was something that was you know really really apparent this year 1920 to 2020 that's 100 years of women getting to vote no no, it's a hundred years of white women getting to vote. And that was a slap in the fucking face to me. Yeah. That and and I will admit it because again, if you don't admit your faults, that never crossed my mind because I am a white woman. It never once crossed my mind right. that I've had that opportunity. Whereas, you know, I think it was sixty five or mm-hmm. whatever I don't sixty four maybe, I don't know. Um, that black people had the right to vote. So intersectionality basically is it doesn't matter if you're white black trans male da 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 intersectionality is everyone is equal it's just it's just the truest form of equality right um and how do we get i don't like you have how to do have, we take the stigma out of the word feminism i guess is you know i don't like, i don't i'm not interested in taking the stigma out if you don't want to be offended by being a feminist then you don't fuck yourself like like what do we want to rebrand ourselves because <laughs> of what other people see of this yeah. like i think it's it's probably about taking ownership and like being being like fucking really really all about it and speaking your truth and not giving a fuck what everybody else says with like i mean i don't want to say within reason because like you know just telling everybody they're an asshole because of their beliefs is just not going to work even right. if they are being assholes right but you have to be proud like being proud about being a, especially as a white man be proud about being a feminist mm-hmm. like fucking uh speak your truth and believe it like even if it's i mean the thing is like people think it's like oh well this isn't beneficial to me and it's like uh against me when it's not yeah like I just I I realized the next episode that you're coming on my podcast for by the way. Oh okay, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Little preview there, friends. My holdup got me thinking. But I think if you, I I think just believe in what you believe in, is like the 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 golden rule of doing to others what you would want um done unto yourself. Like that's essentially the rule of life. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, I I can't think of anything I would. You know, maybe I'm at fault for some of the beliefs I have where I'm, like, uh, putting, like, somebody else down for something. Like, you know, if I'm thinking of, uh, like, criminals or whatnot. Like, I mean, I don't even know if I believe in fucking jails. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, honestly. Maybe I'm too loose. Who knows? <laughs> Been there. No, um, <laughs> I, I honestly think that, you know, again, as as privileged white folk, Mm-hmm. We grew up with this idea of law and order and the police being good and and people who disobeyed laws being bad. And I thought that, honestly, up until a couple of years ago, I'm not even going to lie about it yeah. because I didn't fully understand. You know, I didn't fully understand. And then I started really watching what was going on. I started really focusing and thinking... When I went to grad school, the first thing, and I I may have mentioned this, I talk about it all the time, but the thing that hit me when I realized what institutional racism was is I took a um, diversity class in, um, I have a master's in counseling, Mm -hmm. so we had to take like diversity, right? Like 
how's this white bunch girl? of bullshit I'm exactly <laughs> how's this, how's this white girl gonna like help a, a black male who comes into her office right mm. um but at the end of the day she said when you go to the store to buy a band-aid what color is it right oh never fucking crossed my mind it's it's skin tone it's, dino- it's, it's dinosaur flavored I'm, I'm just kidding <laughs> but but it's it's skin tone right that's what yeah, it's been yeah. called it's flesh it's no right. again no like that was the moment i remember i went home or i went to my parents house to go pick up my dog because they were dog sitting um and i was telling my parents and even my dad like who's a, you know he's a boomer but a more progressive like more hmm. definitely more progressive he just like looked at me with this shocked face like wait what the fuck is white privilege like and this so this was like 10 years ago to 11 hmm. years ago fuck i'm old i was in grad what um but yeah so like you know we had this conversation and i had never heard that before how how did i get a bachelor's in family community services and worked in nonprofit forever and never heard the term white privilege like how is this term just becoming so apparent now and it's because Mm. the system didn't want us to know about it didn't need us to know about it It, it's something that was just didn't care about exactly and now that it's been brought so much more to light I do think that there is an uphill battle. There is this struggle that we have to, we have to push back. We have to do those things. And it, again, like you said, I don't know the answer of what's right or what's wrong. I just know that I have to feel good when I put my head on the pillow at night. I think it's important for us to be flexible to the opinions of people of color and women uh, as a white man. Like, 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 don't be set in stone with anything. Like, like everything we're talking about. Regardless of how uh, progressive it sounds, I'm sure there are people of color and women that disagree with us. Well, oh yeah, like, for sure, yeah. Like, like, and we have to, we have to be willing to listen and willing to adapt. Mm-hmm. Like, based on, based on, truly based on equality and getting everything equal. Right. And getting everything equal is not going to be an easy task because of how unequal it's been for so long. Where maybe the scales need to shift a little bit towards the other side to rebalance the. Mm-hmm the the weight of uh white supremacy mm-hmm. like you have to like one well, of my, my, my favorite podcasts to listen to they always say at the end don't do nothing about white supremacy like that's the most important thing speak about it acknowledge it acknowledge like, that's it. the least you can do acknowledge is acknowledge it. your white supremacy yep. like i've talked on this podcast plenty of times like yeah i've been i've had some white supremacist uh roots in my uh uh, growing up, I think you know? all of us probably. I grew had up in a, fucking white, Livonia, yeah, yeah. the whitest city. It was a sundown, sundown city. city, yeah, which is wild to learn. Yeah. Like at, at this uh, stage of my life, like you know, I w- I went out to the Livonia protest um, yeah. against uh, the police, yeah, um, and like I had a sign that said, "Why did I learn about fucking Black Wall Street from the show Watchmen?" Because that's mm-hmm. where I learned about yeah. that, and that was last year around this time, yeah. and. How is that not taught in history books about like yeah. this really progressive and thriving black community that just gets murdered by a bunch of white people and a bunch of white fucking farmers because they're <laughs> prospering more than they are mm-hmm. because they like to vote against their own interests? Mm-hmm. Like what is happening now? Way to tie in entertainment, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> I've been doing this for almost four years. <laughs> um, but... I, I think another, again, tie, continuing tying in entertainment, for me, I think the thing that woke me up more than anything is the documentary 45. Nope. 15. Nope. 40. No. What the fuck is it? 13. 13. I was like, what? You're just saying numbers. <laughs> 13. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, yeah. 42. Nope. We talking about laws? 8, 6, 7, 5, 3, oh, 9. <laughs> um, no. It's 13. 
Okay. Um, and it is it's on Netflix, and it's a documentary about the Thirteenth Amendment when um, blacks got the right to vote, mm-hmm. but really didn't. And that's yeah. insane. And, blacks still and don't watching, have the right to vote, like right, with, exa- with everything but, that's going on now. Okay, but this is what I'm saying. When I said earlier, I had no, I had literally had no idea. I literally had no idea. I knew about the Jim Crow laws. I knew about the stupid tests that they had to take when they couldn't read, so they couldn't vote. Like mm-hmm. I knew about. But in my head, in my white girl, Livonia, suburban ass head, mm-hmm. that shit stopped. That shit was done. It was over. Until I watched this documentary in fucking April. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, or I'm sorry, it was probably May, but regardless, over quarantine. Yeah, well, it's important to get the dates right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over While I was fucking quarantined, I watched it. Um, but watching this and and learning all of these things and, and not fully understanding if we have systemic racism and we have all these black men going to jail and if you're a criminal, you can never vote again and all of these fucking things. And it's like, oh, no, they just changed the name. Yeah. That shit didn't actually change. They just changed the fucking name. That's why crack is so much more stigmatized than yeah. cocaine is. Mm-hmm. Because cocaine is like um, a, a white person drug and crack yeah. was a black person drug like yeah. uh, back in the day. You know, and that's why crack is like, oh, yep, you're in jail crack forever. Crack is whack. Cocaine, you're like, all right, well, here's a fine. Crack is whack. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's so, I don't, it's hard for me to not, or it's hard for me to reason with people who don't think it's so institutionalized when even themselves are so institutionalized well, with, with a random hatred against people of color. So again, in this documentary, they talk all about why the FBI was formed. I know fucking clue. I thought they were the good guys. Like, and I'm not, and, and again, I mean, please, the police were formed to wrangle slaves. It, yeah. I, I again w- would really like to say, because I have friends and family that are police officers again. They're not all bad, but it's that Chris Rock line, right? Like, you can't have bad apples in certain situations. Yeah, like, this, the, this that, is that, not okay. That few bad apple, that the original saying is a, a one bad apple spoils the bunch. Yeah. And that is why, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I know a couple of police officers, but it's still, like, you're a fucking bastard because there's no way these police officers don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, and the other part of it is, okay, so I'm a counselor by trade, right? Mm-hmm. If I knew of another therapist... That was sleeping with a client, which is against our ethics. Mm. You think I'm not going to say something? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm joining in. Come on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah. You, have, you have a duty to protect as any medical or police, law enforcement, anything. If you're a licensed anything. person, exactly. you have like a... Like, a duty. Oh, it's a duty to protect. It literally says in our shit, have a, duty to protect. And I think you guys do have like a, a not even just a duty, a legal obligation to. Oh, yeah. The I'm thing a mandated with, reporter. Are you kidding me? The thing with cops, though, is their legal ob- obligation ends when none of them get in trouble for any of the shit that they do. Right. Or for seeing and, and, and uh, like propping up any of the shit that their coworkers do and not like, 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 come on. Like, why are these cops allowed to basically run rampant in the cities doing whatever they want and the worst punishment is they get fired and then get this fucking like a uh, pension that is negotiated from the police unions and to just be kind of set for mm-hmm. killing black people mm-hmm. or you know even white people like yeah i know black people are more proportionately killed by a large margin than white people but still cops should not be allowed to kill anybody without consequences yeah. or I don't, they just shouldn't be allowed to kill anybody. And yeah, they should, at the very minimum, have some consequences. Absolutely. Consequences. Absolutely. Last Wednesday was one of so the... So frustrating. Last Wednesday was... I've never felt like I felt last Wednesday when they that grand jury came back. 
And I knew what was coming back. Oh, I yeah. Knew. Not even expected that. They they fucking declared a state of emergency the day before and shut down everything around it. Are you fucking kidding me? I knew what was yeah. coming back. Like, <laughs> if you didn't... Dude, if you didn't know it was coming back way before, right. like, come on. This even, is, this is yeah, the world we live in. Yeah, before that. But, you know, now with the new news coming out of, you know, well, they weren't even the grand jury saying... We weren't even given those choices. What are you talking about? You know, like, and I haven't read enough about it because last Wednesday, I honestly, and and, and I'm going to admit this to your 45 listeners and you, <laughs> mainly because. I, I mean, I'm 35 of them, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm two of them. So perfect. Um, But honestly, I have never fully ever understood any radicalism far right or far left right like i i i don't consider i I definitely lean way more left obviously but never Mm. i've never been far right i'm like mid mid left right right i wanted to get in my car and go burn down fucking louisville right that's all i wanted to do louisville yes you're correct I, i haven't eaten today and these beers are not they're pretty strong um they're not that strong they just taste strong it's, okay they taste like liquor okay maybe that's what it is. <laughs> they're only 4.8 okay. so you're good <laughs> okay good <laughs> my face is bright red though i can feel it um but yeah i like i fully understood anarchism in that fucking moment yeah. i i understood it and that is how many black friends of mine have said they've felt for a long fucking time and again, I, I won't speak on behalf of that community, mm. but people close to me have said, Stacey, nah, like, we've been feeling like this for fucking ever. Yeah, like, yeah. this is, the, what you're feeling right now, welcome, <laughs> you know? And it's just, it's it's crazy. It's, it's mind-boggling that there's no consequences to just do whatever the fuck you want. You know, they and, and cared the- more about the fucking wall than a beautiful human's life and then you know and then at the same time it's really not because this is what we've been grown up into like to not giving a shit about black people yeah like oh yeah and and then they give one of the officers wonton endangerment which i don't know if that's a fucking soup or (laughs) what i thought when i saw that yes Mm mm-hmm but they yep. gave him, they charged the only one officer with wanton endangerment by shooting into white people's apartments. Uh, through a wall. Didn't even go. Through did, a wall. Because yeah. they were white people. I mean, I mean, maybe that's not the whole thing of like, just because they were white people, but they did happen to be white feel, white people. And if we're going to profile black people, we can profile white people too. Yeah, Karen, um, we can. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, <laughs> being able to break into a house you're at the wrong house and just murder somebody and get away scot-free because you carry a badge, which is like, so easy. It's so like me and you could go become police officers. It'd probably take us like what? Four months. Uh, yeah. My training was much longer. Yeah. Like that is, that is, you can't reform this shit. I don't think you can. Like, I mean, people always want to talk about, um, oh yeah, defund the police. Like, yeah, hundred percent on board with that, but that's not far enough, man. Fucking abolish this shit, and we'll we'll you know what? In the meantime, we don't have cops. We're gonna figure it out in in our communities, and we'll come up with a uh, uh, a solution that is much better than whatever the fuck is going on. Like, why do I need a cop to come to my neighbor's house to tell them, come them strapped with fucking guns to tell them to turn their music down because it's too yeah. loud? Like, there is there is so much fucking fucked up wrong shit with this. Like, and then and there are so many easy solutions, but none of it's gonna happen until. 
we burn the system down. And, you know, people are always complaining about, like, um, you know, relating protests to rioters, which are not the same which thing. Which is not the same fucking thing. But people are protesting because um, police are killing black people at an alarming rate. Mm-hmm. People are burning shit down because the fucking people in charge aren't doing anything because about no it. one's listening like what like like tell me tell me how do you stop they peaceful how do you protested. stop things quicker yeah they peaceful protested fucking on the side sidelines we've already talked about it they peaceful mm-hmm. protested that was fucking wrong yeah you know they write letters they do the that's wrong it, oh you burn some shit you got their attention maybe you should fucking listen then the problem is that white supremacy runs deep and it's it's a generational thing that has been going on since the start of this country, whether you want to admit it or if not. If you can't admit it, then you're fucked. That's it. There, there's no other way around that. If, if you, you cannot, can't admit it, you're a white supremacist. Yes, that's it. If you can't admit that this country was built on the bl- the backs of black people, that mm-hmm. this system was built to diminish the lives of black people... Oh, it's so fucking sad. Then, then you honestly didn't even pay attention to history. That's the history they taught us. They fucking taught us that part. So imagine the shit they didn't. We found out now. Yeah, like, like there's probably so much stuff that I don't even know still. Like, like I'm very ignorant to a lot of history because, like, I've never been a big history buff, you know. But like learning it now through fucking pop culture, mm-hmm. learning it like is crazy. And I, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around how people don't see it, but. You know, just like how I'm sure there, it's hard for other people to wrap their head around how I don't see their view. It's because everyone has their own. Everyone's a hero of their own story. Well, and and you have life experiences. That w- that's what makes it different. The thing is, like, I don't. All- I don't have life. Like I don't have. Like I have like maybe one and a half black friends. Like because I grew up in Livonia is a big reason for that, and also because of probably my own um uh, biases that I've been like trying to overcome my whole life. Well, and it's not just that. It's what I mean by that when I'm saying like your your own experiences and your own perception. It's not that you're I also love that you said one and a half. Um I just now <laughs> caught that. Um I I believe that you I, again, I grew up in Livonia too and then I went to Michigan State and I was like, "Oh, oh, this is what the world looks like. My bad. Um, but I I honestly, I think that a lot of it comes from the fact we have our, our own experiences. And when you are in a situation and surrounded by just white people, because I have black friends who I'm their only white friend because – that's not yeah. that's not where they came from, right? So I, I segregation think is still a thing. Yeah, I think there's a huge difference between it being I don't have any black friends because I don't want them, and I don't have any black friends because that's not the 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 um the the people I grew up around. Same thing right. for bla- same thing for black people. I only have one white friend because she happened to work with me. Versus I don't have any white friends because fuck white people, right? Like those are very different things. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to look at that. I, I, I've worked really hard recently and not beating myself up for not knowing so many things. But again, it's because of the experience, my life experiences. I didn't know the shit because I wasn't exposed to the shit. So now right. it's my job because I've been exposed to do the fucking work. Do the work. Yeah. Like, like I don't want to tell, like, you know, like thinking about it from, from my own perspective. Like how, yeah, I don't have any, like, uh... Uh, black friends really like at least none that have been like my friends for a long like I have a, I have a large friend group and people most of my friends I've been friends with for like a decade yeah 
and like it's oh, crazy guys just I, so you guys know they're all like super close <laughs> all 45 of them are part of his friend group hey guys hey hey love circle hey <laughs> but like you know like then what am i supposed to go out and try to uh make uh black friends or is that just like you know kind of token yeah isn't it, like, isn't now token, like right. what, am i doing that for myself mm-hmm. rather than letting friendships occur naturally right which is where friendship should occur uh, occur but then uh, i don't know like <laughs> like that, that's that's brings back to the point of we i have, don't know <laughs> we, we have to be as white people in a privileged state um we have to be flexible and be be able to listen to what other people are saying absolutely and be strong in what we know is right cast down what we know is wrong but uh, the, the, the the weird part of it is like just we have to also be willing to listen to the people that are wrong as much as it sucks because there's no way we're gonna curry favor with the other like we had to think Slytherin brand no we're gonna curry favor with the other side unless they trust us and they trust that their feelings are being listened Absolutely. to too mm-hmm. regardless of how wrong they are there are those feelings for a reason like and it, it's definitely a lot of it is institutional and a lot of it might not be fixable but whatever little we can do like unless we just want to go out in there and start fucking killing them which none of us are advocating for that and you know um <laughs> within reason but um uh i don't know it's tough it's yeah it's it's just it's I don't know. It's a fucked up place that we're in right now. So The it's... Walking Dead comes back next week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch that. Uh, I mean, I still do some. I some never reason. watched it. It's just not <laughs> not my thing. Beer right. number three. Oh, the president grabbed me. All right. Well, as if we weren't already talking about politics, Wait, I guess. Wait, politics is next? <laughs> <laughs> I guess let's uh, continue the conversation because there was just the very first 2020 presidential debates last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will tell you that I I hit record and then got in the shower because I didn't know there weren't commercials. I'm going to just be honest about it. <laughs> um, but I had just got home from kickboxing and ate dinner and stuff. So I wanted to take a shower and I was going to sit down and watch it. And um, I sat down about, must have been about 30-ish minutes in, and I'm, like, scrolling Facebook, and I'm like, oh, shit, right? Like, I already knew it was going to go down. And I think I made it about seven minutes before I put up my status, which was, here's a placeholder for the good memes that are on its way, which was the speech from Billy Madison that ends with, and we are all dumber now from hearing this. (laughs) Um, Because that's how I felt last night. It was insane. 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 Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know how you debate Donald Trump um, when he is just going to interrupt you the whole time. And, you know, Joe Biden. Wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm talking. Even a fucking noted Republican Chris Wallace couldn't handle it. Um, (laughs) He did a shitty job. He did a very shitty job. I don't know how you, I don't know how you, like, everyone's out there saying, like, yeah, okay, yeah, it was a shit show. All all the candidates look bad. I'm like, okay, no. First of all, Donald Trump looks so much worse than anybody else on that fucking. uh, No, he did look like a bully. For sure. And yeah, uh, Joe Biden is probably not used to debating somebody in, like, this. Uh, structured forum like Donald Trump like okay yeah Donald Trump is going to steamroll over you with everything you try to say and, and then uh, admit like just openly not denounce white supremacy and say to the proud boys a noted white supremacist group um 
stand back and stand by like what the fuck is that that is clear white supremacy and like as if anyone really didn't need to know that donald trump was a white supremacist it is just so glaringly obvious and it's really hard for me to wrap my head around the people that i fuck with that still support this guy and and then make excuses for his uh blatant white supremacy by saying things like okay yeah well biden uh did this back in the past like yeah biden has some shitty things about him too but like we were discussing earlier, it's all about learning and growing. And and Trump is clearly incapable of that. And I don't maybe it's maybe it's because he doesn't want this white supremacist base that he has to uh not vote for him, but like they're gonna stick around anyway. Like like what are you talking about? They're not voting for Biden. But so I have so many thoughts. Let's hear some of them. First off, I'm getting hives. Do you see? I'm starting to break out into hives because I'm getting so anxious fucking talking about him <laughs> like so fucking anxious i mean so, this podcast was started right after he got elected so i'm used to it at this point yeah it just it's just all boiling over so all right so about chris wallace you're right you're right in the fact how do you control that however if a second debate happens because i honestly don't think it will if a second debate happens they need to have a fucking mute button During the two minutes. If you can't keep your mouth shut for two fucking minutes, that's a bigger problem. Literally, I could sit here, Nick, and listen to you say some shit to me for two minutes, and I would mean mug the fuck out of you, but (laughs) I would listen for two minutes if that's what I was supposed to do. That's it. Because that's what adults do. How many times have we (laughs) went into our boss's office or been a boss and had to have hard-ass conversations and hear people tell us our downfalls? I could do that for two minutes. I think most adults can do that for two minutes. I, I, I saw a funny tweet uh, today that said, like, if there were two women on this uh, debate dais, um, it would be there would be no interruption, but it would be twice as mean. <laughs> yeah, and that's the truth. Like I said, I will murder a motherfucker with some words. So, like, oh, my God. But, but that's the thing. And I saw so many statuses and shit last night that were just about – I would have failed debate class. Like, you know, there, there are just so many things. And the decorum, uh, and I'm going to say on both sides, because here's here's how I look at it. I don't know how you don't take the bait after so long. I, I'm not surprised that Biden reacted. Shut up, man. Right? Like, how do you yeah. not, how do you not take the bait after so long? I feel like he recovered well towards the end and really did just sit there and take it. But you can only do that for so long when you literally aren't getting to even debate you're not even getting to say any of your piece so i get it but i also am saddened by the fact that the decorum of this like presidential debate which is usually this i mean it's it's never great right like we're always like ooh, who's gonna fuck up first I mean, who's I gonna say this i don't even remember i was too like too young to really watch like the debates like that obama was having with like mitt okay. romney or whatnot like you know like my introduction to politics is essentially trump coming in and uh debating hillary clinton that's like the first presidential debates that i watched and that was creepy in its own way yeah i just it's it's just it's supposed to be this thing of again some sort of decorum there it's it's a ceremonial thing really is what it is and it just it was shattered last night on Mm. on both on, on both sides again i i wouldn't have been able to keep my mouth shut for as long for for the whole time either if i were biden i do feel like he recovered nicely um uh, the the white supremacy thing i just 
literally he said that. And again, I was 30 minutes behind. So when I saw like someone's status say that, I was like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Da, da, da. And then it came out and I was like, <laughs> like what? What the fuck just happened? And I saw, you know, I was telling you, I, my feed is very clean of closed minded people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't see a lot. I ha- AKA you're not on Twitter. Correct. Um, I'm not on Twitter. I actually have two Twitter accounts and haven't signed in probably over a year to either. Um, and probably have four tweets between the two. Um, but I I saw on other people's statuses that they made a comment and watching or made a post and then watching these comments roll in. And it, it goes back to what seems to always happen. Instead of answering a question when someone asks... Trump does this or stands for this. <coughs> How can you support this? It comes back to, well, Biden, de- that yeah, wasn't, like, that what wasn't a, what, the what question. What about isms? Yeah, that, that wasn't the question. And, and I don't, I'll never fully understand that. One of the things I saw last night said, somebody who's 76 shouldn't be president. Trump's 72, motherfucker. What did those four years, like... It, yeah, at that what? point, it's like a curve, you know, once you get there. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> <It> like, <laughs> honestly, we should just let, like, 40-year-olds be president and, like, call it a day. Like, <sighs> but still, how do you say that? Again, it just, it comes back to these, like, small, these never being able to answer the question, and he doesn't do it, and I and I feel like his supporters don't either. And I will tell you, there are people in my life that are Trump supporters. I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. And I strongly believe that we are of the right to be able to vote for whomever we choose. My issue is, and will always be, social justice, women's rights. Those are not choices. Those are not, those are not just differing beliefs. That is you not giving a fuck about another human life. And I cannot support that. That's where I have to draw the line. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm a a pro gun fucking snowflake over here. Like I have my flexibilities obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you know, like a lot of my beliefs are changing towards maybe something like, like a lot of it's changing towards anarchy, which it can be closely associated with, um, libertarianism. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look at Ron Swanson. He killed it in Parks and Rec. Ron Swanson, he knew what was up. So he was libertarian. I'm not a Parks and Rec guy. I'm a new girl guy. You I gotta that. go. <laughs> I mean, I'm a new girl girl, but also office. And I am Nick Miller incarnate. Come on. <laughs> why don't we date like literally nick miller is my dream man I'm just mm. well it's because i can't be tied down oh yes yes that's right you probably have a box of fucking bills <laughs> it's actually probably true but it's not in a box it's just on my ledge no one looks through them <laughs> um, but oh, but shit. you know like they're they're like even debating on like because i listen to um like sports radio every right. day because i drive around all the time yeah. so i'm listening to 97 won the ticket and they're even talking about it today uh the debate and they're asking the question is how does this not just like how does trump not declaring or condemning in the slightest way that white supremacy is bad like even if he would have said like yeah i de- i condemn white supremacy that's not going to change anything but how does him not doing it like throwing the easiest of fucking lob softballs for you to hit um how does that not put a roadblock in voting for him? And it's like, okay, yeah, no one really expected going into these debates. It's going to change anyone's mind. But what it did do for me, at least is change 
yet again how I feel about the people in my life that are going to support and stand up for this fucking cult leader at this point in Donald Trump where he can do no wrong and then you can just say fake news and just lie about everything. Um, so yeah, that's something that I personally have been wrestling with for uh, the last four years and even even more now Like that, because I, I know I'm going to have to go to – uh, associate with people that are going to support him tomorrow when I go to trivia and going to have to have this conversation. And I don't really, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know the rationale that you can defend this and still vote for this monster. I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. I was there with you four years ago. I mean, I was dating your roommate at the time and I, I, I mean, we've talked about this. I'll never forget. He came home and texted me. was like, my roommates are crying because Trump won. And I said, I'm in my bed crying. I don't, I, that is not something. Yeah. Fuck you. You don't know me well enough yet. If <laughs> you don't know why this is a sad day. It sounded more, um, it was more trivial four years ago too. Cause it, exactly. like, it, was, it we hadn't happened yet. We hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. And, and then everything that we thought bad was going to happen has happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's, it's, we haven't really been wrong about anything. I don't think. No. And, and again, I think it comes back to no president's ever going to be perfect. You're never going to mm. be able to say like, oh, they did this and this and this and they didn't fuck up anywhere. Or they did this and this. And I'm not saying that Trump hasn't, that there have, there has not been positive things under Trump's presidency. I won't say that either, but I don't believe it had anything to do with his morals or integrity or anything to do with mm. that. It wasn't. He shows his ass any chance he can fucking get. That's it. That's what oh, it comes yeah. down to. He won't even say that he will take a peaceful transition. How can you not say that? How, how, you know, and I hate, I hate to use parties. You know, I don't like, you know that, you know, yeah. we've talked about that. But at the end of the day, how the fuck are Republicans continuing to tell anyone who is left of the aisle that we're fucking socialists? And they don't see that what they've turned into are fascists. How how yeah. is that not seen or, or have a fascist leader? I should say. Let me say that. Let me correct that. So I'm sorry for anyone that I misspoke. He's a fascist. He, he is. is clearly a fascist. So how? So why he's how going is so it? hard after Antifa, which is does not have a leader, which is just an idea, not a fucking group, like just people that are anti-fascist. Like I, I guess I, am, if we're doing that mold, I am Antifa because I am against fascism. So like. What what is what is well? You all better this? watch out because the Proud Boys have stand stood back and are come by fucking you. get me, bitch. The <laughs> left is strapped too, and we are smarter, and there is more of us than you, you fucking motherfuckers. And guess what? Proud Boys have this like really weird stigma where they're like they don't masturbate because it loses uh, all their power. Oh, that's a ter- That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Guess that's what? Terrible. I masturbate and I get fucking laid more than you, you fuckers. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. And ra- I'm, racist, white supremacist bullshit. And I'm telling you, I sell vibrators, so I'm telling you the women over here on the left are masturbating quite yeah, a bit Yeah, strap also. up, leftists, because, I mean, the gun laws aren't going away. We already know that. Like, <laughs> I'm just now opening my third beer. It's okay. I've dived I've, I've, I've first into this one. <laughs> he also had extra beers, just so you guys know. There were there were extra sips because I was slow. There was one there was one side beer as there always is. Everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Trump is Trump and the Republicans are trying to rush in this new Supreme Court justice. Oh my Amy, God! Please, oh, <laughs> Amy Coney Barrett. 
Um, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was ask you. You've seen The Handmaid's Tale because, um, like, her like uh, religious background is inspiration for that fucking show. Yeah, I'm not sure if you know this, but so I didn't have Hulu until last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always wanted to see it. I actually, I'm a, a book before a movie or show type of girl. Yeah, that book I never had the interest to read, probably because like women's rights and shit, and I probably knew I was gonna yeah, get so far. Yeah, might enough. be triggering a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So when I got Hulu. Literally, the first show I watched was Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. I have never in my fucking life wanted to start a revolution up until last Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> never started. A, wanted to start a revolution. And I was trying to explain it to my dad last year. We're like sitting at the bar rail at Crow's Nest, right? Shout out Crow's Nest. Uh, we were sitting at the bar. Shout out Crow's Nest. I'm a regular. It's fine. Um, we're sitting there and I'm like trying to explain this to him. And I can feel myself like literally getting like getting hype, getting hype, getting hype. And again, I'm like getting red here yeah. like I am right if now. You like could, my... if, if you could turn Super Saiyan, your hair would be gold. Oh, like <laughs> I put my hands on the bar, like just my four fingers and stood myself up on like the bottom part of the chair and started telling my dad. And he's like, do you know you're like yelling and standing <laughs> on a chair? And I was like. I did not realize this. Sorry, no, my please. legs are small. I didn't right. realize yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, everyone's still taller than me. I didn't know that. So. I was a whole 5'3 at that point. <laughs> but honestly, I was like, I, what that show has done <laughs> to me, I, no, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. well, it's going to happen. and um, It's not. It can't. It can't. I can't, it's sign going any, to. I can't sign any more petitions, okay? You know what the I thing can't is? donate any more money or else I'm going to have to move in <laughs> to my car. Petitions don't do shit. That's the thing. You know what does shit is fucking going burning out there down. and protesting. Yeah, and burning shit down. That's what people listen. That's when Minneapolis decided to uh, abolish their police department. They're still working on the details. But they came out and said that after their fucking city burned because people are tired of the people that are in charge not having any plans to stop the killing of black people. And, you know, it, 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 it's so much more than that even. Like, with like, if, if, like yeah, uh, black people, especially black women, get the, the shortest of, oh, yeah. of, of oh, yeah. all the ends of the sticks. Absolutely. You know, especially even when we, we haven't even talked about coronavirus really in this podcast, but like black people are more susceptible to it and there's different theories and some of them are racist, some of them are not. But like, you know, uh, it's, it's tough and it's, it's all ex- exacerbated by the media making money off of both sides isms mm-hmm. by put, combating the one half of the United States against the other half of the United States because, I mean, there are definitely more uh, liberal thinking people in the world because, you know, I mean, Hillary Clinton did win by 3 million votes um, in the popular vote. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's still 60% of the country that doesn't vote because a lot of them are disenfranchised. And And some are just lazy. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot lot of us think that it doesn't matter because really it doesn't. I mean, mean, is Biden the answer? No, no, but he's a way to he's a fucking tourniquet on a bleeding wound to slow it down while we figure out how to fucking reattach this arm that we've been missing. Mm-hmm. And that's what Biden represents for me at least. Like I'm like I'm not going to slow down with any of my very minimal activism that I've been doing if Biden's elected. Like yeah, there's a lot more shit that like America's plugged in now. Yeah. 
and there's a lot more shit we got to do regardless if we get Trump out of office, which I don't know what happened. Actually, I don't even know how we get him out of office. I feel like it's going to be um, uh, a shit show. This already is the Civil War Part 2. Um, it's happening. I just need you to know my leg is shaking sitting here because I'm like so pissed. I'm just so pissed. Like, how how is this our world? I don't get it. I don't understand that's the thing is we go, we have to understand like that's that's part of uh fighting white supremacy is us understanding that like yeah this has been going on long like we're get, getting pissed about this but we exactly. have had the privilege yeah. to not get pissed about this for our entire lives until like at the very least the last four years you know like like this is anger that a lot of different cultures have felt and then just like adhered to out of their own self-preservation for this li- like th- these uh last four years which you know maybe I'm not giving Trump any credit, but like Trump has awakened me at least in in these terms. Like I don't think I would have thought about this if it was just status quo going up, no, going I, around. I, I I would I would agree with that also because I don't think that white supremacists would feel as emboldened as they do right now. Yeah, which all sounds like Tinder for a fucking civil war, which is probably going to happen, um, and it's not going to be like. Ever, we're not gonna take take up arms it's just gonna it's just kind of already is yeah we're like i was re- i read this article that my brother sent me the other day that's was talking about somebody else that came from like a civil war country but they were like more of the privileged aspect of it and they didn't really notice it's just like random maybe random people die that they might have us um uh like a semi relationship with mm-hmm. and which is already happening right now with covid we have two thousand two hundred thousand people died um based on poor leadership which I mean, fucking argue with me about that. Like, right. you have tapes of Trump saying that it's dangerous, and you have tapes of Trump saying that it's just going to disappear magically, like like the flu or something. Like, it's a miracle. Like, okay, yeah, you're clearly just lying, but you are a cult leader, so people follow you regardless of what you say. Which, at that point, like, I don't really like. I'm like my uh, my friend that was a uh, a potential person that was supposed to come on this podcast and debate this with us. He is someone I respect a lot. Uh, and I love and like one of the Republicans that like I like he like makes smart articulate points about everything. But when it comes to Trump, it's just it, he it just seems like he is like blinded by it. Like it just it's weird. It's fucking weird. Yeah, that's but that is that is literally the sign of a cult leader. It's the charisma. It's the brainwashing and it's taking people. It's herd mentality. It's taking mm. people that don't have leadership that have been through enough shit. And I think, you know, four years ago, he won. Uh, uh, I mean, he didn't. But again, electoral college, he won. Yeah. Um, but what that what that comes down to is the fact. And, and I wasn't, I mean, I couldn't understand anyone who voted. Again, couldn't understand it then. But I at least understood the argument that I we need a change and we need to have lifelong politicians to understand that they haven't been doing it right. That I could understand. Mm. I didn't agree that this was a choice to, <laughs> to lean on for that. But, I mean, I at least understood that argument. At this point, there is no argument that I've heard that is strong enough to take away from the blatant hate he spews and rights that he wants to take away from people. There there just isn't. There there isn't. There isn't. 
Yeah, like I can under like I could, I guess at least my mindset back in 2016 was, yeah, I can understand um, why people don't want to vote for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and like you know, I was I was someone who were like uh, the, you know, the um, uh, late part 2016 before the election. I was someone who was like, yeah, I'm voting for Jill Stein and like posting stuff, and then realizing closer to like, okay, well, yeah, no, I'm voting for Hillary Clinton, but. Now it's really hard for me to understand people not voting for Joe Biden because of how much of a fucking evil, like I mean, evil Saruman fucking type person Donald Trump is. Evil is it? Who is just only like I don't understand how people think that he is looking out for you when he is clearly just looking out for his own fucking ass. After all these, we even talked about the taxes that just came out, which you know, like that is not surprising to me. Like Amazon also pays zero dollars in taxes. Trump pays seven hundred fifty. You know, good. That's at least something, I guess. I don't know. If the whole system is broken, but Trump exacerbates that system and keeps it so me and you are paying way more in taxes than Donald Trump, than fucking Jeff Bezos, than Bill Gates, than like all these rich ass motherfuckers. And we don't have the means to pay them like they do. And maybe Donald Trump doesn't because he's probably actually a broke-ass bitch that's indebted to other countries that <laughs> give him loans because no one in America would give him loans, which is another fucking concerning thing, especially when you think about how Russia's been influencing this election and where he has fucking business enterprises in. Like, dun, dun, dun. It's just so obvious, and I don't... I mean, I, and I do get it. Because the, the thing is, it's because Donald Trump is a white supremacist, and the people that are voting for him are people that are white in rural communities that feel like they've lost a bunch of shit because of the policies of the predecessors that have put them in these situations. Who to be black. Yeah, one of them. Maybe maybe one person happened to be black. And right, <laughs> but but I'm saying that, that that to me was another big thing going into 2016. That was another huge influence on these white supremacists, right? Like, Oh, for sure. I mean, it, there we can't act like that that wasn't a deciding factor for people you know it it was it was no we have to go so far different because (laughs) we had a black man in charge of us for eight years you know i i just i i mean i heard literal people telling me when it was trump versus hillary that hillary is not sufficient to be a leader because what if she gets on her period i'm like bitch um first of all First of all, I bleed for five motherfucking days and don't die. I'm pretty sure I'm stronger than most yeah, people. I mean, I've, I've I've dated multiple women, and the, yeah, they're they're on their worst during um, uh, menstruation. If you want to call call them crazy on it, like whatever. Like, what about a, a man? Anytime they get challenged at all, like like last how do you night, think how do you think night, those emotions fucking well, fly? And, and that was another huge like um, tweet and meme shit going around today, right? Like, good thing two women couldn't couldn't be in charge of the country because we'd hate to see what it looked like if they got emotional. Yeah, right. Like, I mean that that's what it is. Right. But like I said, at the end of the day, if that if that's your that's your fucking argument again, I bleed for five days and don't die. Find me a man who can do that. Yeah, well, it's just not saying. Me. No, because no man can. That that's that is like just a fucking patriarchal, which you know, don't even get me started on that. It's just a patriarchal fucking thing. Like, it, yep i i I bleed from the vagina five days a month. I'm actually gonna start tomorrow. If you guys are that interested in it, if you feel it's necessary to talk about that, about a capability of a woman leading a fucking country, if that's gonna change it, not not to do with their morals, their integrity, their their lies, their any of that shit, then mm-hmm. then yeah, okay. 
Okay. But like I said, I really feel like I was fucking dropped in the wrong country. I really don't think I'm supposed to be here. I really don't. If Canada opens its borders at any point in time to us again. (laughs) That also makes you think of like other countries. Like, I don't know, like, you know, like, uh, especially the left, they romanticize like the Scandinavian countries. And the thing about the Scandinavian countries is they are like way more white than even we are like oh yeah you know like they don't have to deal with the racism blonde hair blue eyes beautiful porcelain skin like literally like it's probably easier it's easier to reign a country that doesn't have to deal with white supremacy right when i mean if that country had an influx of which was going to happen once the climate starts changing like it already is and everyone has to take in all these refugees like then they're gonna have to go through this shit that we're going through right now so we got to fucking solve it for the rest of the world figure out how to have people that that just look different where it's easy to categorize them into different fucking you know it's 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 just like saying like all blondes are stupid but on a much more detrimental level by saying all black people are stupid or something like that Mm -hmm. like we got to figure this out and i i it's really it's really tough for me i can figure it out for myself i don't know how to figure it out for other people no, and, and again, I think that goes back when, when you asked me before. The only way that we do that is continue to raise and amplify melanated voices, continue to help their stories be heard, and continue to point out others' blatant fucking racism. Because it's not, it's our job to fight the fight, but for the reasons that their culture wants it to be fought not for us to be fucking saviors not for us to be right because because that's a huge thing with white people and and i'm guilt i i know i've been guilty of it mm-hmm. literally when all this shit started happening i'm like sobbing hysterically and i'm so upset and i'm talking about it and talking about it and then i'm like oh this is what my black friends have been dealing with their whole fucking life like that's right that's you know like i can't i can't save them i can work on saving the world but not just their problems i can only amplify what their their issues are and bring those to my audience and continue to give black people a voice through my platform that's all you can do yeah yeah i mean that's right like we have to stick to our like our like being uh empathetic towards everyone like in like like we've been talking about like we have to listen we have to understand we have to adapt and keep the ball roll, and we can't really, you know. There, my brother always talks about this, like, because I always am like getting on my own soapbox, like talking yeah. about like how what we need to do to change. Like, yeah, you know, I love my soapbox. So, yeah. <laughs> but what we really need to do <laughs> is we need to either go, because the only way to do this without violence um, is to get out there and fucking canvas for people, phone bank for people that like with a. Uh, similar beliefs to what we believe in or what i think we all really should do and especially you stacy because you're the person that could do this we need to run for office i know you told me that when i was here last time literally he tells me this after we get off last time and then two days later i get a text you remember i sent it to you i got a text from canton because that's the city i live in now that asked me if i was interested in running and i was like nick did you fucking send my <laughs> name in? and he's like no i swear i did it <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm like, I know that I'm not qualified to run for office, but you know what? Who, know who else isn't qualified? Fucking Donald Trump <laughs> and probably Joe Biden. I don't know. We, I know that I would be a better candidate than both of them because I have empathy and I have, uh, I wasn't raised into this system that is built by white supremacists. Well, I mean, I guess I was, but like, you know, not in the political system that it is with the Democrats and the Republicans, mm-hmm. but 
we have to get out there and we have to fucking we have to take one for the team and just run for office and like make like even if we don't know the answers we know what the answers aren't yeah i don't know stacy we're running out of time uh, okay Thank you for being on. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Where can we find you and follow you? And is there anything you'd want to promote? Um, so my podcast is Seriously Let's Be Fucking Honest. I talk about business, life, mindset, mental health, all the things. You can find me on Instagram at Seriously LBFH. You can find me on Facebook on the page Seriously Let's Be Fucking Honest. And the podcast is available anywhere you can get podcasts. You can also find her on Twitter, but she doesn't use that, so don't look. <laughs> You set it up for me, as a matter of fact. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Wigella. Follow my other podcasts, Well That Sucked, a podcast where me and my brothers review movies under 30% on Rotten Tomatoes at on Twitter at That Suck Pod, on Instagram at Well That Suck Podcast. Email us on Gmail at Well That Suck Podcast and tell us a movie. It's Halloween, so tell us a movie that is a horror movie that is rated under 30%. We will review it and shout you out on the podcast. Follow my other other podcasts, 10 Dab Challenge, wherever you can find podcasts, actually only on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy, thank you for coming on. Always. You know I love to be a guest here. You're always one of the best ones. Um, <laughs> uh, remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. And thank you for splitting six with us, guys. We'll be back probably next week. Hopefully with actually a third guest this time. <laughs> <laughs>